Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of the book of Jude with verses 14 through 16. Jude is a direct warning for the Church of the New Testament, as well as today's church, of ungodly people exerting their influence so as to do harm within the congregation. Please listen to Associate Pastor Scott Basolo as he delivers today's slice of this week's message entitled, What of These Ungodly? Our text this morning is uh, from the book of Jude. We're continuing on in our series, looking at Jude verses 14 through 16 today. So if you would take your copy of God's word and turn with me to Jude verse 14, that would be wonderful. Jude is an important study as it's, it's one of the most direct warnings for the church in the New Testament. And critical that we understand that. However, along with such strong warnings comes the necessary explanation for these admonitions. And in that explanation is a certain unsavoriness. And that something that we would like to avoid, but indeed we're unable to. Much like the suffering of this life on this sin-cursed earth and in these sin-cursed bodies. The result of this being sickness, moral failure, financial and emotional suffering, and ultimately death. All things that we would love to just avoid and not have to deal with, but indeed we do have to deal with them. And yet our world and our history is full of sin-cursed unsavoriness. Men like Hitler and Stalin, Lenin, Mao, Pol Pot, Idi Amin, Leupold, Louis Mengele, and Saddam Hussein, to name a few. And what we recognize is that there is a common element in all of these, and that element is the same which we see in Jude. And that element is ungodliness. And that is where our title comes from, What of These Ungodly? What of These Ungodly? Let's take a look at our text. I'm going to back up clear to verse 4 because this is all one unit of thought and read that for you. Follow along if you would in your copy of God's Word. Jude verse 4. For certain persons have crept in unnoticed, those who were long beforehand marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly persons who turn the grace of our God into licentiousness and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. Now I desire to remind you, though you know all things once for all, that the Lord, after saving a people out of the land of Egypt, subsequently destroyed those who did not believe, and angels who did not keep their own domain, but abandoned their proper abode, he has kept in eternal bonds under the darkness for the judgment of the great day, just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them, since they, in the same way as these, indulged in gross immorality and went after strange flesh, are exhibited as an example in undergoing the punishment of eternal fire." Yet in the same way, these men also by dreaming defile the flesh and reject authority and revile angelic majesties. 
But Michael, the archangel, when he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses, did not dare pronounce against him a railing judgment, but said, the Lord rebuke you. But these men revile the things which they do not understand. And the things which they know by instinct, like unreasoning animals, by these things they are destroyed. Woe to them, for they have gone the way of Cain, and for pay they have rushed headlong into the error of Balaam, and perished in the rebellion of Korah. These are the men who are hidden reefs in your love feasts, when they feast with you without fear." caring for themselves, clouds without water, carried along by the winds, autumn trees without fruit, doubly dead, uprooted, wild waves of the sea, casting up their own shame like foam, wandering stars for whom the black darkness has been reserved forever. It is also about these men that Enoch in the seventh generation from Adam prophesied saying, Behold, the Lord came with many thousands of his holy ones to execute judgment upon all and to convict all the ungodly of all their ungodly deeds, which they have done in an ungodly way and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are grumblers finding fault Following after their own lusts, they speak arrogantly, flattering people for the sake of gaining advantage. What of these ungodly? Our theme is two devastating revelations to warn you about ungodliness. In the first three verses, Jude wrote a wonderful introduction and acknowledgement of his desire to write a joyous and uplifting letter about the common salvation that he shared with the church. But he then explained the necessary task of exposing the tremendous danger lurking within the church in verse 4. He explains to us following that God's response of destruction upon the ungodliness of Israel, of angels, and of whole cities in verses 6 to 7. Verses 5 to 7, rather. Jude next describes their defilement and blasphemy in verses 8 to 13 as as animalistic reviling of that which they are ignorant of, murderous, money-grubbing monsters, unseen, razor-sharp assailants against the congregation, the valueless, vain villains without substance, fruit, or hope, wild and shameless exiles and enemies of God and His church for whom the ultimate of destruction is reserved in the deepest fiery pit of hell. And now Jude takes us into the final section of these church-attacking apostates to expose both their ruination and their identification. So let's go to our first point this morning, which I've titled The What and the Why. The what and why. The first thing for us to understand in verse 14 is the subject. Namely, who are these men? And the answer goes all the way back to verse 4. These are the licentious and immoral ones who have slipped into the church. These are men of wickedness directly linked to the idolatry of the nation of Israel. The ones on the same line as the wicked angels of Genesis 6 cast into eternal punishment. 
and the homosexually dominated cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Men who revile angelic powers they don't understand. Men akin to murderous Cain and also the money-grubbing Balaam and the power-hungry Balak. These who attack the good and pure and right things of God in the church. Men of shame and worthlessness for whom God has reserved the most horrific judgment, the place of deepest isolation, the hottest fires of hell, and the most heinous, grueling, and massive flesh-consuming worms, constantly eating the ever-regenerated flesh, allowing for continual consumption and burning, and with iron teeth that are able to continually gnash at their condition. Not a pretty picture. And yet exactly that which awaits those who are not true believers in Christ. And especially these church attacking apostates. This is the same term, these, which is, has occurred back in verse 8 and verse 10 and verse 12. And so now in verse 14, we have a connection to the previous 10 verses, but with a different perspective. That new perspective begins with a prophecy, and that is a prophecy from Enoch. And our first question is, who is Enoch? Well, the verse tells us that he is the man bearing the name Enoch, and that is in the seventh generation from Adam. We find Enoch described in Genesis chapter 5. He is the son of Jared, which is the sixth generation from Adam in Genesis 5.18. He is the father of Methuselah, who was the oldest living man at 969 years. Enoch is described as one who walked with God and was 365 years old when in God's good pleasure, he took him. And that abbreviated text in Genesis is so powerful because that's all it says. And God was pleased with him and he took him. And we wonder, wow, what was that all about? The only place we get additional detail is in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 5. But neither in Genesis 5 nor Hebrews 11, where Enoch is mentioned, is there any reference to a prophecy of his. So where does this come from? The answer is in the extra-biblical book of Enoch. This is a non-canonical book. According to Hebert, it is a compilation of over a hundred chapters put into five separate divisions. Several works were combined in the early second century BC to compose the book of Enoch. Enoch is not the author of every aspect of the hundred chapters of that book. But these details are associated with him throughout this book due to his obvious spiritual maturity as the only man other than Elijah to be translated from life to life and not have to go through death. The mentioned prophecy in Jude 14 is recorded in three places in combination in the book of Enoch. In Enoch 1.9, Enoch 5.4, and Enoch 27.2. However, despite its inclusion in this non-canonical book, it is nonetheless inspired scripture as it appears here in the text in Jude. It is further recognized as being passed down through the generations from Enoch, so as to be included in the book of, e in the book of Enoch, even if the rest of the book is not directly from him. 
and also to be divinely appointed in God's holy word. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.